Why are so many doctors unhappy? Why are so many people struggling with the feeling of not having enough, not enough money to pay the bills or for their family, whilst other people seem to have their money under control? Today, we explore the book Happy Money and the lessons learnt from this bestseller. My name is Dan. Welcome to the Passive Income Doctor Podcast. Just a reminder, this podcast is for entertainment purposes. Nothing here is financial advice. Please speak to your trusted professional advisors. Views expressed by podcast participants are solely their own. So picture this. You're often at meetings with colleagues, other doctors, whether it's a formal kind of education meeting um, or informal catch-up, you know, in a room full of doctors. Often the talk drifts towards um, talking about, you know, unhappy with, you know, working too much, um, you know, planning for early retirement, um, you know, not being kind of compensated enough, dealing with insurance companies um, or with um, practice finance pressures. Or it might be talking about, you know, the rising insurance premiums. Um, I know, you know, my one recently went up quite a substantial amount. Um, you know, how the health system's broken. Um, yeah, and I know, you know, myself at times have been guilty of this and it's very easy to kind of just buy into the negativity. I mean, there might be good reasons for this, you know. Often uh, lots of us have financial commitments, um, whether it be paying for training fees, again, insurance, or it could be mortgage or if your family, your kids, or just kind of, you know, accepting the status quo, you know, kind of inertia, you know, um, we might not be happy in our current situation, but we just stick with it because that's what we're used to. So having said that, today I will share about the concept of happy money described by the author um, Ken Honda, uh, dubbed the kind of Zen millionaire bestseller author from Japan. Now, when I first came across this book, I thought, you know, it's a little bit woo-woo and kind of, you know, not very kind of relevant to, you know, kind of everyday life. But having, you know, read um, part of the book so far, I, I think it makes some good points. And I think it will help de-stress the way that I personally view money. And I hope it can do the same for you. There's so many emotions kind of wrapped up in money. He kind of breaks it down towards kind of fear or gratitude. You know, so so what is happy money? You know, this concept is kind of described as money circulating with, you know, genuine care and love. For example, you might be, you know, giving money to a friend or even a stranger, going through a tough time in need, you know, shouting your friend lunch. You know, these are some examples of happy money. Whilst on the other hand, unhappy money is associated with negative emotions. It could be expenses that you know don't you don't really want to pay, such as bills or taxes. Um, you know, could other examples include you know money associated with negative events, such as a divorce, or it could be um, you know money stolen from you from a bad business partner, um, or money that is associated with dishonesty. Basically, we all project feelings onto money. So is money an obstacle that liberates you or does it get in your way? The author kind of um, describes money like a person, you know, which is a bit of a funny way of looking at it. But 
basically, do you like money? And then secondly, does money like you? You know, if you kind of don't respect money or you speak poorly of money, treat money poorly, you know, then then what's that person going to think and act towards you? So I thought that was a little bit funny but um, interesting nonetheless. So Ken talks about in relations with money, there's two pr- approaches, either love or fear. So when you earn and when you spend money, you do it with kind of one of these two approaches. For example, if you are afraid of losing money um, or you might be afraid that others have more of it, that might influence how you spend money and interact and how you invest too. Or you might think, if I lose my job, you know, how am I going to pay the bills? You might fear being taken advantage of either in your business relationships or in your investing journey. You might fear that resources are limited, so you always kind of want more, you know, want to build up a stockpile, hoard. And other people, um, you know, might waste some too. Parents might fear that other kids might have advantages more than their own kids, so they might feel the pressure to send to expensive private schools, just to name an example. So the opposite of fear is the love approach, you know, trusting things that will work out. So this involves a mindset that what I have is enough. So how it reflects in everyday life might not be um, buying the absolute cheapest when going out shopping, but on the other hand, not necessarily buying the most expensive luxury brand items for kind of external validation. And when you kind of come across stressful situations in life, as we all do, um, you, we can tell ourselves that, you know, we will get through this and don't need to just live in fear. The author also references another book, Happy Money, The Science of Happier Spending by Elizabeth Dunn and Michael Norton. So those who spend money on experiences that align with their values seem the happiest overall. Ken goes on to talk about money IQ and EQ. So whereas money IQ is looking how you spend and how you increase your money, investing, etc., money EQ is kind of how you react emotionally to money. So following on from this, he describes three personality types in regards to money, uh, three main types, I should say. So the first type is where one actively engages with money and tries to control it. The second type tries to have nothing to do with money, not interested, indifferent. And the third type actively tries to stay as far from money as possible. Within the first type, the one who tries to control money, um, there's kind of three subcategories he talks about. Hoarder, spender, money-making addict. So hoarder, you know, he advocates that you should kind of look at what developed that mentality in the first place. You know, often it might stem from childhood. But he talks about no matter how much you save, you can not erase that feeling that you don't have enough security, um, you know, without addressing the underlying um, thoughts and feelings. Second subtype is the spender, you know, which is like the YOLO, you only live once mentality. So these people spend more to feel in control. You know, when things are going on or stress, you know, they might want to go on a shopping spree, you know, they get attention from the shop assistant and you might attain or feel like you're going to attain status in in your peers or even strangers around you. 
um, Ken talks about how this subtype, often there's low self-esteem at the core. And then the third subtype is the compulsive moneymaker. You know, often these types will forego friends and family um, for business and financial success. They crave attention and approval for others about their financial success. So those were the three subtypes of the first type, which was about controlling money. The second type, the one who tries nothing to do with money, you know, the indifferent outlook. So Ken says, you know, what's the disadvantage or the downfall of this is, you know, saying in a relationship, there's one person who's more savvy with money, but then, you know, if they pass away or leave the relationship, the indifferent type is now kind of scrambling and, and kind of forced to learn and they're at a disadvantage if they're only starting to educate themselves about finances now. The third type is the type who thinks that money is inherently bad as a source of the world's problems and they just try and distance away from money. But look, reflecting as well, it is true that, yeah, there are some people out there who don't see um, money as a good thing or as a priority. Um, But uh, I guess that's not the audience for this podcast. So I hope this gives a little bit of taste of the book by Ken Honda. Um, you know, I'm only partway through the book, but I thought I'd make this podcast because, yeah, there's some interesting concepts that I wanted to share and it has made me reflect on my own relationship with money. So what are some take-home messages or lessons we can implement? Firstly, it's, I would say, is kind of reflect on your childhood and your own relationship with money. What thoughts are deeply ingrained in you? Do they serve you? Are they still relevant to your life now? Which money personality type are you and how you can shift towards having less stress about money? And secondly, Ken Honda talks about gratitude. You know, obviously a lot of people have gratitude when we receive money, when we, you know, have that pay packet hit our account, when we get a tax refund, for example. But what hit home for me is that when was the last time you felt gratitude when spending money, when paying bills? You know, so I guess he talks about having gratitude for both receiving and outflow of money, having this healthy flow of money and it, that you don't have to live in fear. And thirdly, specifically for, for me, thinking about doctors and happiness, yeah, I've seen some doctors find happiness branching out into other areas of medicine, you know, which is not the trident trodden path and this could be clinical or non-clinical areas of medicine you know there's a good facebook group out there for australian doctors creative careers in medicine and you can see that a lot of people have pursued kind of non-conventional careers could be authors um, you know medical writing but it could be something not related to medicine you know some novels it could be startups management consulting working in the pharmaceutical industry insurance roles, medical and bin, the role, the list goes on. And even doctors who within clinical medicine, I can see that some who choose the hours or choose the particular niches in medicine and some are much happier. And I think, you know, in life, everyone's trying to find their own happiness and how they can serve others. And we don't have to be kind of boxed into this identity that is um, uh, we might feel pressured to fit into a 
you know, this small area or small box. I finally leave with Mindset Minute of the Week. And there's a quote from the book, which I'll leave with, which is, how we feel about money is what we can control. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please take a moment now to hit the subscribe button and share the podcast because this will help others benefit also. So until next time, keep taking steps to improve your financial health.